Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. And of course, brought to you by the best-selling, still number one bestseller, by the way, Gorilla's Guide to the Bow Thing Radio. And uh, I am really, really happy to be with you, of course. You may be able to tell by the uh, slight difference in the audio, I am quite literally here in the classroom of the Gorilla Camp right now. Uh, so, the uh, of course, the training facility, the home base here in North Carolina of Brushbeater Training and Consulting. And uh, we are in the middle of a series of classes, of course, hosted by uh, or run by my buddy Kay of Combat Studies Group. And, um, man, really, really good stuff. So he's had three days of uh gunfight concepts going on he's still got that going on right now so if you hear a little bit of uh, gunfire down coming up from the range that is what is going on and uh packed house for that we uh, a lot of great learning is happening a lot of great fellowship is happening and uh, it is it is a beautiful thing to see of course we also have hard target traveler that is coming up and uh uh, of course, his flagship course series, Ground Rod, which uh, he's doing Ground Rod 1 and 2, which is a must-have course, from, or both courses, uh, from the InfoSec uh, personal security standpoint, a lot of uh, the operating trade craft that goes into utilizing the internet, and a really good rundown of, of a lot of that stuff you can find on the previous podcast that we've done. Uh, we did one last week, or week before last, uh, that, that was really a heck of a lot of fun, and I think a lot of good learning happening in there. But uh, we've got a lot going on here. We're going to be knocking out a podcast uh, with a special guest, and I think all of you are going to really be enjoying that as well. Um, you know, it, and and I'm telling you, it, it's it's been it has been a heck of a lot of fun already. And uh, you know, when you're when you're a warrior in the company of other warriors, uh, the students in the course. The instruction that's going on, everything about it, how it all culminates. A warrior in in the the presence of other warriors, um, it is really something that is special. And uh, if you haven't experienced that, you know, if you haven't experienced that that training environment and that that uh, frith that's developed between people, you know, you really need to come out. 
Brushbeater.store. The calendar is up under the uh, training courses tab. And of course, you can register for courses on there. Uh, so we've got a lot that is coming up later on in the year. Of course, I have Fighting Carbine that is coming up. The Scout Course, which the Scout Course, by the way, filled up. Um, that one filled up, and it is at capacity. I put five more slots on the class by request. And uh, so I think that there are two, as of right now, there are two left. So, um, and that, that's going to be it for the year. Uh, so the recce course has some spots still available in it, um, but it is almost full as well. So th those are going to be packed houses. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the calendar for 2024 is being put together right now as we speak. But uh, anyway, you know, it, it, it's they, there is just so much that should be driving people to training right now. Uh, there are so many world events that, that uh, you know, it, it, it seems like things are just completely out of hand. And, you know, I hate to break it to you, but they kind of are. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, we have yet another example of our elected officials letting us down uh, and letting us down in, in a pretty significant way. And, you know, and, and I know I'll probably end up catching a little bit of flack for this for even talking about this story, but it needs to be discussed. Uh, it needs to be discussed. And, and this of course is the, um, video footage coming out of, of Lauren Bobert, of course, representative, um, you know, firebrand quote unquote conservative and whatnot, uh, out of Colorado. Um, you know, and, and, and look, I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to say, well, you know, are you dog pawing on her too? Because they were getting enough of that from the left. Um, here's my point. Okay. Yes. I, I kind of am going to add to the fray a little bit and here's why. All right. It, this, this point needs to be made. We live in glass houses and while on a personal level, I think that it may be in some ways unfair that, um, you know, there's a camera directly on her, right? In, in a theater that's darkened and, okay, I get it, right? I get it. Um, but you have to understand that you live in a glass house, Regardless of, of, okay, there's a double standard. They don't treat the left the same way. I know that, you know, the, uh, that AOC, for example, during the, the height of COVID goes on vacation in Florida and, and there, you didn't really hear a lot about that. Look, man, I get all that. Okay. I get all that. But if we do not stick to principles, if we do not hold our own accountable to our own standards, then how can we in any way say that we're superior? Um, you know, and, and I understand that some people are still going to shake their head at that and say, well, you know, but yeah, but yeah, but um, no, it, it, it is a thing. Okay. And as far as uh, some of the other arguments, the pushback that's been made that, you know, people say, well, where were you on uh, Trump saying bad stuff? Hey, you know, it's not right, 
Okay, none of it is right. Does that mean that I'm going to walk away from from supporting Boebert? Well, to be fair, I never really supported these people anyway. She's not my representative. Um, I don't live in Colorado, so that's not really my problem. Uh, You know, I'm more concerned about North Carolina politics, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I I think that uh, because a, an attractive lady is is wearing a firearm in public, that doesn't necessarily mean that her values are reflective of mine. Um, what that looked like to me the entire time was it was a prop. Okay, um, I, you know I'm sorry. Somebody who is carrying a, a drop leg nylon holster that looks like it's never seen sunshine and a Glock that's obviously never been on the range because it's, it doesn't even have holster wear. The thing's brand new. I'm sorry, you know, and, and I'm not condemning. Okay. But I am saying that there is a particular demographic that each one of these Congress critters are aimed at pleasing. And that is what you end up with. Uh, that is what you end up with. And, and um, you know, as far as her behavior goes in public, you have to know that, that you're in a glass house. You're the, the mother of, I think, three kids. And, you know, w- we all do things, right? We all have stuff that we do behind closed doors, but she's doing this stuff in public. Um, this, this is not okay uh, by anybody's estimation. Uh, so, you know, it, it, that's how that, you know, and, and I always speak straight from the heart on that. That, that is exactly how I feel about that because I've had several of you email me, uh, had several comments and, and, you know, I refrained from commenting on it in other venues because I think that it was a little distasteful to do that. And I didn't want to be spreading that video around, which is pretty damning. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing about this The biggest thing about this is, and and this owes to what I was saying, that just because somebody is wearing something as a prop, as a uh, means of of building their their brand, so to speak, I think is the the term, the contemporary term for it, um, you know, she has a shtick. She has her stage presence. She has her thing that she does that makes her who she is. And, and there's some, some kickbacks that go along with that, right? She's, she has, uh, th- there are uh, handlers, political handlers, that have recognized that. And that is what they are utilizing. And so, you know, you, if, if you're outside of that world and you don't really understand this, um, you know, know that 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 a lot of what these politicians do is very, very phony, and um, you know there are very few "quote unquote" principled conservatives that are out there, and the ones who do hold on to their principles usually get run out of office very quickly. Uh, so, you know, to my point on that, Lauren Boebert, uh, this story came out uh, yesterday, and of course, you know, I was busy with class and. Uh, working on some other stuff, but the story came out yesterday that uh, the guy that she was with at this um, show, he in fact owns a gay-friendly bar that hosts drag queen shows in Denver. So, Miss Conservative here, 
you know, I'm going to wear my guns out in public. Other left is coming after me and this, that, and the other. This, this is her guy, right? This is her guy. This is what he does. You know, I mean, we all have, have probably had those people that we've, we've been in relationships with from time to time that we didn't, you know, agree with. We weren't copacetic with 100% in politics, right? I mean, I know I certainly have. But it's a different story when you are a sitting congressman and you have built your brand, your political reputation around a certain uh, set of values, right? So... You know, this this is very, very concerning, right? This is very concerning. And and the reason that, the whole reason I'm diving into this, because uh, again, enough of you asked questions about it, and I think that it, it does need some pointing out, uh, some perspective. I'm sure that the talking heads will be uh, very interesting on, on the, uh, the scripted conservative talk radio tomorrow. Um, they, you know, they're, they're going to be talking about this, but... You know, the other thing is, is that, that there is real, no real pushback on the right politically. Uh, it's, it's yet another disappointment. It's, it's yet again an opportunity that we had to be a serious force in American politics to push back on the rot in which we see. And we do that every day through our principles, right? And this is what we're served with. This is what we get. Uh, in return, this clown show, you know, it, it's, it's just very, very, very unfortunate, uh, very unfortunate, not surprising. I need to be specific there. This is at, not at all surprising to me, but it is very unfortunate. And, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is right now. I find myself having to say that way, way too many times. Um, you know, it literally every day, it, it just is what it is. And meanwhile, while we are talking about that, while we are, uh, being focused on, you know, the internal affairs of, of, um, you know, a, uh, a Congress person, let's just be nice, uh, because I, I very strongly disapprove of this, uh, but, in probably more important news, so while Congress is doing nothing about our border, while our conservatives are doing absolutely nothing about the border, why they are not using the power of the purse, why Kevin McCarthy is doing absolutely nothing to shut this, this lawless government down, we have Russian military personnel of the 154th Pribovizinsky Regiment, uh, I probably butchered that, but I don't speak Russian. Uh, they took part in the Mexican Independence Day Parade. And of course, this was breaking on Twitter just six hours ago. This year, representatives from 19 countries were invited to the parade, including Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, and China. Huh. You know... <clears throat> I do seem to recall over the years having discussed this many times. I do seem to recall having told you on this podcast over the years that each of these countries were quickly falling into allegiance with both Russia and China 
And their end goal, their end state, is destruction of the United States. Did you hear what I was telling you? Go back and listen to Red Dawn in America Part 1. Red Dawn in America Part 2. Listen to those. Listen to those and then look at the news. The news that they won't report to you. They would rather you be tied up in soap opera drama going on with our Congress critters. Who's sleeping with who? Because everybody loves a good soap opera, am I right? Instead of focusing on what's real. This is real, folks. For all of you Ukraine flag wavers out there. Well, you know, we got to beat them damn Ruskies on the the fields of Ukraine. Either we beat them there or they're going to come here. Uh Uh-huh. They're here. Do you not understand this? Do you not recognize this threat that is staring you down right now? Do you not understand that the border, that these these people who are coming across the border right now are invaders to the United States? It's not even a question of whether they will turn their respective states that they are settling into and occupying as an invading force, whether they are going to uh, put a strain on their systems or they're going to turn them blue or whatever it is. No, these people look like the voting kind. They're domestic occupiers. And you Democrats out there, like in Illinois, that is making it lawful for them to be police officers, you know damn well what you're doing. You know why you are doing it. That's what's worse. You know why you are doing what you are doing. It is to bring the top down, to bring the bottom up and to turn everything inside out. Isn't that right? That's what you're here to do. These people are communists. The people that support them are communists. And they are seeking to subvert the United States before your very eyes. Look at New York City. I find the case of New York City quite ironic. Uh, You know, when I was coming back from the RTO course in Tennessee, I was listening to another radio show, uh, podcast, and they were playing the clip of New York Mayor Eric Adams talking about the the cause of of their quote-unquote migrant crisis, And he began with that crazy man in Tennessee. This is very similar language to what the United States government and Western leaders used to label Gaddafi for many, many years. This is weaponized, targeted language. They're doing this for a reason. They are framing an argument that is centered on dehumanization. The language shift is very important. He did not say the governor of Texas. He did not say uh, Governor Abbott or use any title. He said that crazy man down in Texas. This is very important. And this is a very important shift in the posturing of the language that you cannot allow to go unnoticed. 
Boys and girls, this is what they think of you and I. Do you understand that? They think of you and I in these terms. Now, Governor Abbott in Texas, well, you can take him or leave him. Personally, I would leave him. He's a neocon too. I get that. I understand. But that's not what I'm focusing on here. It's the language itself. I'm telling you, if you think that this upcoming election... 2024 is, is you know, we're going to put the, the turn on the tide of everything. This is going to be the beginning of things to come. This is the new normal in America. And the United States government, it is my personal belief that they're hapless, absolutely hapless, to fixing the problem. Because in order to fix the problem, you first have to be able to identify that you even have a problem, right? And they don't seem to be able to even do that. Meanwhile, there is a communist international, an underground, who is seeking actively to subvert the people of the United States. They did it in 2020. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. You know, so uh, I could talk all day about that. But, you know, you know these things, right? You know these things. And we're doing the best that we can do. We hold it together. We keep it between the lines and point out what is. And that's all we can do, right? That is all we can do. So, uh, you know, shifting gears quite a bit. uh, Last episode talked about firearms, got into a little bit of a caliber, not necessarily a caliber debate, but spit out some firearms knowledge and, and some, some ballistics knowledge. And uh, several of you out there really, really enjoyed that episode, reached out to me, sent me some emails, uh, and, and that really spurned some follow-on questions out there. And, um, you know, hey, that, that's awesome. I'm glad that, that y'all were able to get something out of it. So I've got another question here that I think is valid, and, and I want to dive into this one and, and chew on this one a little bit. Uh, but this course is coming from a uh, student that I had out west who is in one of the southwestern states. And uh, you know, right off the top here, Matt, for the podcast, and after listening to number 246, where we were talking about 300 Blackout, uh, the AK, the AK-104 specifically, and uh, some some things, uh, some data points about those respective weapon systems. Um, <clears throat> so, in a uh, 1 in 7 twist barrel, 5.56, five, please compare and contrast M855 ball, uh, 62 grain green tip versus the same cartridge running a Barnes TSX bullet in uh, 55 slash 62 grain. Please compare and contrast the Barnes bullet versus 69 grain polymer tipped or uh, 77 grain OTM. Okay, so this is the first part of this question here. Um, well, first of all, M855 ball is... Uh, Comparing that to 
any other projectile that's designed for accuracy is really comparing apples and oranges. Um, they're totally different. Uh, totally different rounds. And I'm going to tell you, 855 ball, yeah, you, 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 we can do better than that. Okay? We can do better than that. Um, lethality, I, I, I can tell you, 855 ball from, um, you know, my ex- personal experience, it is lacking, uh, seriously lacking. I, I wouldn't really use it for, for anything. I, I don't use it. I don't advocate using it. Um, and, and I don't allow it in class either uh, for shooting on steel. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, but, you know, that being said, uh, 855 grain or uh, M855 rather, 62 grain, the green tip. The only commonality that it has with a Barnes TSX in uh, 62 grain is the bullet weight. That, that's literally the only commonality it has. Uh, the Barnes bullet in 62 grain, because it's all copper, is significantly longer uh, in overall length. Uh, the round itself is the bullet. The projectile is longer. Um, it, it's total, total different. Total different animal. No comparison whatsoever. Uh, the uh, bullet weight, as far as you know, lethality goes, Barnes is all copper round. Uh, both the TSX and the Varmint grenade, there's a very minor difference between those two. Um, again, if if you can run Barnes, why would you run anything else? Uh, that that's you know. Um. Palmer tipped ammo. So, like uh, uh, Hornaday, the ELDs, for example, um, Palmer tipped ammo is is guaranteed expansion. Uh, you know, again, if if you can be running that ammo, why would you run surplus ammo? I, I just, you know, I, I'm failing to see really what the real question is with that. Um, in terms of accuracy, it's night and day difference. Uh, I mean, you're, you're gonna get, you're gonna have, uh, obviously, way better, way better performance out of the projectile, and that's not even speaking to the powder, or the brass that you're using, or the primers that you're using, uh, or even, you know, your barrel. Your, your barrel is is really the biggest wild card in all this because what is your barrel? Uh, where does your barrel perform best? And and you know, you need to do different loadings if you're a hand loader you need to do different loadings to figure out where your barrel performs best and that's the ammo that you need to be running uh but i can tell you that that m855 with um uh the the imr powder that that's proprietary to lake city you're not getting your best performance out of that you accuracy no uh terminal effect absolutely not uh, no no question no question, and and so you know I, I, I and I'm not, I'm not putting you down at all, but I, I'm just not understanding. The, and the reason that I'm I'm uh, fielding this question is because I get this question fairly often regarding ammo. Um, it just doesn't it doesn't register with me. I, I don't I don't understand if you can afford or can put the money towards effective ammo. Why would you run trash? I, I just don't. I don't get it, uh, other than for, for training purposes. 
But 855 is really, it's a different animal. Uh, when you're talking about accuracy potential, it's a different animal too. Because the 62 grain uh, Lake City projectile that has the tungsten penetrator in it is a completely different shape from the Barnes TSX in 62 grain. Uh, the, the Barnes TSX bullet in 62 grain is, is uh, significantly longer. So it's gonna the trajectory is gonna be different on that round. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, not really comparing it because there is no comparison other than they they both will fire out of a five five six weapon. Uh, but you know, if, again, if you can afford Barnes, why are you shooting eight fifty five? And and yeah, I'm shitting all over eight fifty five grain or uh, eight fifty five um, sixty two grain because it's not good ammo. You know, plain and simple. It's it's not good ammo. It, you know, it, I'm sorry. Um, and, and I say that as somebody who is, has had to use it and had by, you know, not by choice, but I had to stake my life on it. Um, and, and I would never do that again, ever. Uh, now that I do have the choice, I would never, ever do that again. Uh, 77 grain open tip match, on the other hand. Um, now, this is a, a better comparison uh significantly better comparison uh 77 grain open tip match as a lot of people out there know that is my go-to round uh in 556 that is the best uh it's the heaviest so i get the best accuracy out to uh intermediate distances 450 meters out of it um easily and it is still very lethal at that distance, uh, you know, you can go 600 meters. I just don't have that far to shoot here. Um, but you, you're still perfectly lethal. And uh, 77 grain, you're putting the most amount of mass behind that bullet. Why not? Uh, why not? 77 grain is the, uh, the most bullet that you can cram into a 5.56 case where it'll still feed from an M16, uh, M4, AR-15 magazine, right? That, that was the original um, implementation of it. And the reason that it has the, the uh, open tip on it was because when you have magazine-fed projectiles, a little bit of deformation happens. And so you're creating an air pocket there with a, a, a small bubble, right? And so Barnes, a um, little bit different. Their, their bullets are actually designed to expand for a terminal effect. The 77 grain is not really designed to expand on impact, even though it, uh, there is some jacket separation that can occur. Um, but it's, it's the mass of the bullet itself uh, and, and, and its ability to tumble and yaw, and, and, and you've got just a better round. An all-around better round that is being fired. Uh, but Barnes, you know, it, it, in the heavier weights of uh, the Barnes TSX, because it's all copper and copper is lighter than lead, um, you know, those you're going to have a hard time actually feeding those into an AR-15. Uh, so a lot of times the heavier, things that are heavier than 62 grain in an all-copper round are fed from bolt guns uh, specifically. Right, that that's that's why they do that, and you you know you could go on up uh, in five five six at least you can go on up to like eighty grains, eighty two grains, but that's in a bolt action only. 
Um, you know, and, and uh, varmint hunters were doing that, you know, prior to like the uh, the 204 Ruger and 224 Valkyrie and so on and so forth, which are really better cartridges for that purpose, uh, for, for longer range precision hunting on like prairie dogs and, and varmints and stuff. But, um, you know, 77 grain open tip match, uh, I think, honestly, that's probably the, the easiest solution for everybody. If you're trying to uh, buy it cheap, stack it deep, or buy it cheap enough and stack it deep, 77 grain open tip match is a good way to do it. Um, you know, what AAC and uh, AAC slash Palmetto State Armory is producing right now uh, in-house for 55 cents a, a round is excellent. Uh, that is great, great ammo, and I have a lot of it down the tube right now. Um, so I, I can say I've had enough hands-on with it. I think about 2,800 rounds or so. Um, I've got enough experience with it now to where, you know, it, it, it gets a green light from me. And, um, you know, they're making it at Palmetto State Armory. So this is, this is part of their uh, acquisitions that they made from Remington. And the Remington buyout, uh, the Remington, as a result of the Remington bankruptcy, and uh, it's really cool to see what Josiah and company are doing down there. You know, I need to get them back on the podcast. Uh, we need to revisit some things. They, of course, they did a podcast with me. Uh, him and Cameron did podcasts with me back before Shot Show, and uh, we had a heck of a lot of fun on air. Um, so, anyway. Uh, you know, they're running 77 grain. They have a, a production 77 grain. That's, that's really good ammo. Of course, uh, what, uh, IMI is making with the razor core is very good as well. So you're getting an accurate round as well as one that that's going to be consistent box to box, lot number to lot number. And, uh, you know, it is a terminal performer as well. So, you know, if you're looking for production ammo, there you go. Um, you know, and, and again, you're going to see your best accuracy, always going to see your best accuracy at a hand loading, uh, tailoring around for your gun. But, um, you know, that is another conversation for another day. Moving on to, uh, your second half of your conversation here, your question in a seven, six, two by 51 gun with a one in 10 barrel. Okay. Uh, likewise, please compare and contrast 147 ball load for 762 by 59 or uh, 51 rather. Uh, man, where'd 762 by 59 come from? Singing about the AK. I am looking at an AK right in front of me right now. That's what it is. But uh, ball load for 762 by 51 versus that cartridge running Barnes 168 grain TSX. Uh, love your views on these loads, all pros and cons. CSX bullets are available in loaded ammo from Black Hills. For us reloaders, it seems to be the ultimate barrier-blind projectile that does everything in a semi-auto carbine length or longer and seem ideal. We can't get a 130 projectile, 130 grain projectile, rather, into a 5.56, but these Barnes TSX bullets feed like full metal jacket, penetrate and open up like hollow points. So much better in 7.62 by 51. Weed channels are excellent. Barrier blind to boot. Um, all right. So, 7.62 by 51. All right. 147 grain ball ammo. Uh, NATO. 7.62 NATO ammo. Um, 
you know, I've always had good results with it out of a 240 Bravo. Um, that said, a 240 Bravo is not a precision marksmanship weapon. And my rifle is. So I'm not shooting 147 grain ball ammo out of my precision rifle. I'm not doing it. Um, now I know some people can say whatever they want, you know, Oh, I do all the time. Well, you know, maybe you do, uh, maybe you do out of your battle rifle or, or, you know, whatever it is. If you're, you know, running around LARPing, if you know, you're in, in Rhodesia or something. Uh, but look, you know, reality is again, 147 grain ball ammo, uh, 147 grain NATO, uh, 7.62 NATO, Great round, um, you know, terminal performer for sure, uh, much more so than uh, 5.56 NATO in uh, M855, but uh, I can tell you again, personal experience, the M118LR is far and away a, a better terminal performer, so again, if you can afford quality ammo, you're talking about a Barnes here. Again, night and day accuracy difference. Night and day. I mean, they're two completely different animals. Um, I'm just not seeing it. Uh, I, I'm not seeing why or what the, the point is of shooting uh, mill syrup ammo if you can afford decent ammo. Um, you know, even, and, and I'll say this about, uh, precision rifle. I am very, very particular about what I shoot out of my bolt guns. Um, I'm not shooting surplus ball ammo out of my bolt guns. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm very particular about what goes down the barrel of my rifles. Uh, five, five, six, you know, M4, who cares? Like that, you know, I have my precision guns and then I have the ones that, that are loners for students in class. Um, I'm not particularly worried about that. But uh, a, a precision rifle that I have my dope card for, no, I, I'm not going to be shooting ball ammo out of that. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you're talking about introducing new variables on powder, um, the projectile wear on the lands of grooves in the barrel. Just no, I'm not doing it. Uh, so again, I'm not really understanding the, the premise behind the question unless, or, or if it is other than, you know, Hey, if I've got uh, surplus ammo, is, is it okay to shoot out of my weapon? And, and, you know, that answer is in short depends, um, you know, what are you, what are you really trying to do? Um, for precision rifle, I am only shooting one load. That's it. I have one specific load that is uh, tailored for the three precision rifles that I have where it performs optimally in all three of those. And that is what I am using. And my recipe for that may not work for you uh, because you're talking about you know, completely different entities here, different barrels, different rifles, different everything. Um, so it, it's, you know, but again, um, Terminal effect on, on bullets, uh, 130 grain projectile. You ain't squeezing that in a five, five, six. That ain't happening. Uh, you know, scrolling down your question here. That ain't happening. Um, no, not happening. 
you know, it, it, it's 130 grain projectile is, is you're getting into uh, 300 blackout land when, when you're going that heavy. Uh, so, you know, five, five, six, again, as I answered in the first part of this question, 80 grains is, is the most that, that I've ever seen. Um, and that's being fed into bolt guns. So, you know, you can't feed that in five, five, six. It's just the overall, uh, case length is too long, but, uh, five, five, six, um, you know, and, and then talking about the, uh, Barnes TSX bullet, they're not barrier blind. Uh, you, I think you're confusing barrier blind ammunition with the fact that, that a round will go through an intermediate barrier and, uh, continue having a terminal effect. right. So those, those two things are mutually exclusive there. Um, you know, the 762 by 51, uh, that hundred and, 40 grain to, uh, 168 grain, um, you know, uh, 173 grains, 175 grains, the, the, uh, Sierra, uh, TMKs and SMKs, right. 175 grain in, in, uh, M118 LR. And I'm just speaking completely off the cuff here, but, um, the reason that those rounds perform well through intermediate barrier has, or intermediate barriers, whether, whatever they are, whether it's auto glass or, you know, walls of houses or, uh, trees, vegetation, whatever it is, um, owes to the mass, not the construction of the bullet, uh, has absolutely nothing to do with the construction of the bullet. It has to do with the mass of the round itself. So originally when we were talking about barrier blind, quote unquote, ammunition, what we were concerned with with that was auto glass and car doors. And could could rounds penetrate those and still be lethal? Um, 762 by 51 is already doing that. So, it, it, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, the round is still working, okay? Um... With 5.56, you know, you, you begin to have uh, jacket separation already, auto glass, especially if there's uh, window tinting and whatnot uh, that's going on, uh, maybe some 3M uh, shatterproof film that, that is applied to the glass, which if you, if you haven't done that on your vehicles, you might want to, uh, just as a protective means uh, for you. But... Um, 556 changes trajectory significantly, especially uh, 556. Uh, this is actually where 62 grain M855 is, is not too terrible. It actually does penetrate car doors fairly effectively. The problem is, is that it, it doesn't really do much after that. It just kind of uh, has a, a very small, very uh, consistent wound channel. And, and whatever it is, it's hitting. And so, you know, there's not a lot of chance of jacket separation or yawing that happens. Uh, with 7.62 by 51, it, it's, it's a game of mass. Uh, so it's physics at that point. And again, um, you know, boat tail projectiles, like the 147 grain NATO round, they're going to yaw a little bit anyway. So, you know, you're, you're talking about pretty, pretty effective uh, wound channels. Um Barnes bullets, all copper bullets, 
are going to have some issues when they hit intermediate barriers because they're all copper. They're going to deform. They're all copper. Um, they are not barrier blonde. That is, you know, I, I'm not sure where you're pulling that from. Other than 762 by 51 just because of the mass behind the bullet. Um, and then it also owes to how far away the target is, too. Um, because you, you're going to expect very different results from, say, your target being 100 meters away versus 300 meters away. And so on and so forth. I mean, it, it's you're, you're changing those variables a lot. Uh, so, again, you know, with your, your whole question here, uh, man, you know, and, and you have kind of enclosing damp, it isn't almost perfect. No, it, it, it's not. There's no such thing uh, as a perfect round. I mean, that's everything's a trade off. Uh, so, it really, again, it, it boils down to what weapon system are you running? What weapon system is your team running? What is, which is really important, uh, what is your role on the team? You know, what are you? You know, are you, are you an assaulter? Are you a team leader? Are you a designated marksman, guardian angel? Like, what, what are you doing? Um, you know, and, and so, again, this, yeah. That, you know, 762 by 51, you know, night and day difference from 556, uh, obviously. That's the, the, the two. You can't even compare the two. Um, 5.56 five, and, and 8, you know, M855 is junk, in, in my opinion. Uh, it, that's junk ammo. I, I wouldn't run it. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't run it. Uh, I had to run it when I was a green suitor, and I wouldn't touch the stuff now. Um, that's just that. You know, I got better options, and so if you can, if you can afford better ammo, buy better ammo. Uh, that's that, and, and you know, so I'm sure somebody this will be a follow-on question. Uh, you know, what do you practice with 55 grain? Uh, if if I'm doing my uh, gross motor skills, my uh, weapons manipulation drills on the range. Um, you know, where I'm, I'm not shooting past 100 meters and, and, you know, pinpoint accuracy is really not important for those drills. As long as I'm putting rounds on steel, I'm just going to use 55 grain, like whatever's cheap. Um, you know, and, and again, uh, my friends over at Palmetto State Armory, with AAC, doing a good job uh, doing yeoman's work, putting that out as well. Uh, so, you know, night and day difference. Uh, precision rifle, different animal. Uh, totally different animal. What's going to be in, in my mags when, you know, it, it's time to go do business, that's going to be 77 grain, uh, period. You know, if I'm running a 5.56, five, that's 77 grain, period. And uh, in the bolt guns, that is going to be 175 grain Sierra Match King. Uh, I have a load that I have tailored that is very similar to M118LR with a little bit of lower flash. Uh, there's a little bit lower flash to it at night, but it shoots very, very well. It is very accurate across all three of my bolt guns, um, and you know I'm not competing with them or anything like that. They, you know, they, they're these guns are tailored for my operating environment, not competition. Uh, and I should probably do a separate episode on that, um, you know, because it, there's there's. Yeah, if you guys thought that the, the debate rages about fighting carbines, boy, you wait till you see precision rifle. Woo! 
um, you know, probably uh, shock some of y'all out there that, you know, my, my precision bolt gun game for around here is, is 20 inch barrels, uh, 20 inch barrels, man. I, you know, I'm not going any longer than that. And I'm not necessarily concerned with shooting to a thousand, uh, because that's kind of irrelevant out here. That is kind of irrelevant. But, uh, you know, anyway, I love fielding those questions because if you're asking it, chances are very high that somebody else is. So, uh, anyway, folks, with that said, uh, had a heck of a lot of fun on this podcast. We didn't get to get a Sons of Liberty episode knocked out this week because of the class commitments that I had with Kay with uh, everything that's going on now, getting the range set up and, and getting facilitated, getting all the students settled in, and uh, just had a whole heck of a lot on the plate. Uh, but I really missed doing Sons of Liberty this week. We will be doing an episode this Thursday, and that's going to be a fun one because this is going to be a packed house. Uh, so we uh, are, are going to have a lot of people in here for that one, hopefully, prospectively, uh, if everything aligns properly. But with that said, uh, definitely put no faith in no man other than than Christ the King, our Lord who died for us. And, uh, you know, as we we rejoice in him on this Sunday, folks, I hope everything else out there in your lives is going very well. And I hope that God continues to bless you going into this week. Keep your head on straight. Keep your spirits high and understand that if we weren't winning this thing, if they weren't losing, if the Leviathan was not being defeated before our very eyes, that the propaganda machine of evil wouldn't be working as hard as it does. May God bless you, continue to keep you safe, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Zensi Scout, out.